Welcome back to another episode of the Jamie or Kate MMA show. I done goofed up. And Nate, I'm sorry. I feel like I wasted your time. This episode that you guys are about to listen to was supposed to be uploaded Saturday morning before all the fights took place. But things happen and it totally slipped my mind. And I am doing this whole new pre-recorded um, intro solo thing and I just didn't manage my time well. So that's why this MMA episode is going up after the fact all the events that we discuss in the show has already happened. So I hope you guys can still enjoy this. Just sit back listen to all the predictions that we made and you can reflect on how uh, we got some of the answers right but there was some fights that we definitely made the wrong call on it was definitely a great weekend of fights shout out to ufc and bellator didn't really um cease to amaze us some really great fights um a shout out to and this is not a spoiler because it already happened and if you follow the sport of mma or sports in general, you can't keep things spoiler free for that long because it's a live sporting event and nobody wants to keep it a secret that long. So shout out to Douglas Lima for advancing to the welterweight Grand Prix finals. That was a great victory over Michael Venom Page. Crazy knockout. And also I want to shout out um, Jared. Yeah, I almost forgot his name. Jared Cannonier for TKOing Anderson Silva. It was a pretty scary tko if you know anderson's um history with his leg injuries so that was pretty horrific and made me kind of nervous but i'm glad that it was most likely a knee injury and not him shattering his leg like before but like i said um nate and i uh we talk more than just the fights that happened this weekend there are some uh, current events in mixed martial arts that went down so please forgive me for uploading this late and just sit back enjoy the show um make sure to hit up nate and also if you love mma the door is open come on and talk mixed martial arts with me and nate it's always fun to have more people to talk about the sport that we love with so enjoy the show thank you bye What is up, Nate? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I can't believe it. I'm third time on jamieorkay.com. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's been, um, you know, we had two awesome MMA episodes and I've put the bat signal out. If anybody who loves MMA wants to come on and talk with us, um, you're more than welcome to, but nobody's answered that call. So... 
um, for the time know. being. You only use me for MMA, man. You don't even use me for regular. What's up with that? <laughs> We're building up to that. Um, and just I don't, too much. Uh, we'll do it one day. Um, I know I've dropped the ball. We were supposed to do it like a long time ago, but things just didn't really shake out. But I'm happy to have you here on the quote unquote um, MMA show, which um, we can talk about other stuff. This doesn't have nah, to okay. just be. I'll roast MMA. you on a different time. Okay, that's fine. But don't <laughs> we'll be afraid. If you want to, um, you know, go off the beaten path and talk about something else, I'm more than willing to. I think we have kind of on some occasions, but you know, strictly MMA. That's what people. I mean, if anyone clicks it, they're not like, oh, I hope they talk about this rather than MMA. So, well, if the, if they're clicking. They're in for a treat either way. So welcome. Welcome to the show. I know this one's uh, going to be a little different because I, I feel like we have to talk about the Bellator one as well. That's happening tomorrow. You know, you're right. I didn't even pull it up. Let me pull <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I, honestly, you just got to talk the main uh, who, like who cares about. No one cares about the prelims for Bellator. Yo, that's disrespectful. It's, it's not. It's just kind of like a sad truth. Like. They don't even air those on the spike. They don't even like, or it's not even spike anymore. Paramount. Yeah. uh, Network. But yeah, you know, like they don't even air it on that. (laughs) Like they like, they've never have, they've always cut those out. Like you either had to stream it and they wouldn't even announce when they would stream it. You just kind of had to look for it yourself. And so, I mean, I feel like they're disrespectful to their own fighters. And to be honest, they haven't even really done too much promotion from what I can see. I totally slipped my mind when I was pulling up the info for the podcast. So if you wouldn't have reminded me that a Bell Tour 221 was happening um, this Saturday as well, I probably wouldn't have even talked about it. It's it's funny because it's actually some pretty good fights. It's actually a, a big what if kind of scenario because you know with they have lima fighting mvp which mvp a lot of people feel like you know is taking the route where he's been fed really weak opponents and uh you know i feel like some of the people he fought has have been like shoe-ins but like you know with his last performance he you know actually showed that he was able to go against someone like like paul daly and actually do fairly well you know i think he's whack if i'm being honest well, Lima is going to be, if anyone's going to prove that he's not as good as he is, it's going to be Lima because it's one of the best fighters in Bellator. Yeah, he, uh, former champion, I, I feel like this is um, the first real test that MVP has had in Bellator. Uh, I don't really see him beating Lima at all. I, I don't know. I, I just like watch his fights. Maybe I'm just not a fan of his antics. But I just don't think MVP is as good as everybody thinks he is. It's just kind of like he's really flashy in terms of like his presentation. And that goes a long way in like modern MMA. You know, he has he has knocked out people pretty crazy. And it's just but, but it's like anything you're fighting. It's like if you're fighting a bum on the street, which <laughs> they already have a bum on the street. Because did you see that guy who's fighting Jack, uh, Jake Hager? The did. TJ Jones. Yeah, that because they got that, you know, ex WWE star. And he's like, 
in a fight and they gave him like someone it like they literally looked like he pulled him off the street like they gave a, fran- a fan a chance to fight you know an mma fighter like that's what it seems like yeah. it's so bad he's one in one in his pro record it's pretty sad you know what's crazy though if that guy knocks him out like you know they never know it's heavyweights and the guy is relatively new jake hager if, if he gets knocked out, like, it pretty much derails him pretty bad because he can't, you know, most people are already looking like, oh, my God, there's no way this guy should win, you know? Like, it looks, it totally looks off. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, that uh, Jack Swagger, I um, think he trains at um, ATT, if I uh, remember correctly. Yeah, he has a good gym. It's not going to happen. Did you see what that guy looks like, TJ Jones? He literally looks like... Um, he doesn't look like a bum, but he's definitely like some sort of like um, cab driver. Like he, he's, he actually works at a beef factory, like you know, like a slaughterhouse type, thing. like a meat packing job. Yeah. So he's a country boy. You know, I don't know, man. Those type of people they like to get a little rough. Well, yeah. Jake Hager might get a little fluff. But, you know, he might be a little pretentious. Might get a little southern fury on him. No, he's going to find him smart. He's just going to beat this guy up. This yeah, is like he's going to take him down. That guy has no takedown defense at all, I bet. He's freaking just out of shape and trash-looking heavyweight. Yeah, which there's, you know, there's a few that kind of seep through the cracks that actually do pretty well that aren't really in the best of shape but still, you know, rock it. But that guy is definitely was sheep to the slaughter you know like he is not <laughs> the, the best only, choice the only heavyweight that comes to mind is the black beast but yeah. other, than, uh, other than that what like fat heavyweight does good mark hunt he sucks now mark hunt <laughs> well, mark yeah, Hunt's well, on he's, a, pretty- he's kind of um i think he's done i like mark hunt Awesome fighter, but he just hasn't looked good. His, you know, beef with the UFC probably um, played a factor in um, his mental, and he's been kind of whack. Is he done with the UFC? Because it wasn't his last fight. Yeah, it, yeah his, he fought through his contract, and that's yeah. why he was just kind of he was fighting on like every other card. And yeah, it's crazy as they like gave him a shot when probably no one else would have. And, you know, really, it it honestly stems from the Brock Lesnar, you know, debacle where, you know, he tested positive and they they were pretty certain that they probably knew that, you know, Brock was going to test positive, but they wanted to save this card. So they still, you know, gave Hunt the fight. And that was pretty much what made him mad, which, I, you know, you don't want to fight someone knowingly, like, you know, especially if your promoter knows like, oh, yeah, this guy's juicing, but whatever, you know. Yeah, so kind of I get shitty. it, but it, it, you don't want to linger on it forever. You know what I mean? Because I feel like they did compensate him in some way. No, he probably made a lot of money. Okay, he made money for doing his job, not f- for fighting a cheater. You know, I, I feel like obviously he took it to court, and I'm th- I'm pretty sure they're still okay. in the middle of that legal yeah. battle. Um, but UFC can't just come out and be like, yeah, we knew he was on steroids. Sorry. Here's like a extra check because that'd be super bad for the sport. So yeah. just, we're going to have to see it play out in court, but they, 
I think they let him get so many fights so fast um, to kind of show that they weren't, um, you know, treating him unfairly because of the lawsuit. Yeah, but that, was, that's a big thing because they've, they've been having like the antitrust thing where people are saying that, you know, you can't go out there and get a competitive, you know, wage, which is totally untrue now. Like, I feel like I, that lawsuit's still going on and I, I don't get why it is because you look at like one championship, look how much probably like Eddie Alvarez is making and things like that. There's no way, you know, even Bellator, look at like, you know, Bader, he's making a lot of money, you know, and it had nothing to do with, you know, the UFC holding him back or anything. They gave, you know, he got the petition where he wanted to go and now he's doing more, you know, and I, I really feel like UFC maybe at first was kind of playing their hand like that, where they were restricting what people were, you know, trying to keep people within their ranks. But I think because of that lawsuit, I think they did kind of like back up a little bit, but they know that they're in a position where people consider them the top tier of the sport, which is, is true, you know? And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that feel like they're not getting compensated well enough in the UFC, but they stay because they know that's where the best fighters are in theory. I feel like they are top tier as a brand, but when you break down their roster, they don't have all the best guys. They have a lot of of the great guys, but there's fighters outside of their organization that could easily compete for a title. I think yeah. I think the lawsuit did um, uh, force the UFC to kind of ease up and let people uh, go out and try to explore uh, free agency and all that, but the truth is the the money that the MMA fighters are making the just look at all their champions like they're barely cracking uh, like millions of dollars and that's because of what Connor did Connor came in and changed the game but the the amount of work and stress and pain and everything that they go through i think fighters should be way, be making way more cuz if you look at how much um, boxers make and boxers take way less damage and they fight way less than UFC fighters or excuse me, MMA fighters. I I feel like the mixed martial arts community, um, I think everybody agrees that they should be making way more money because if you, and I granted boxing, it's the, the, it's like the, you know, top boxers, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, uh, Triple G, Canelo, Anthony Joshua, all of those guys, like they're the only ones making that kind of money. But if you look at the cream of the crop of the UFC, um, Daniel Cormier, John Jones, um, Henry Cejudo, Rose Namajunas, they're not making anywhere near what the boxers are making. And it, it sucks because their careers are... I think way shorter. Yeah. I think with a lot of it has to do with just how boxing is framed as well, because a lot of they're like a lot more contract based than even like the UFC, like, you know, and like MMA where in terms of like their fighters kind of solely represent where they can jump between, unless they sign an exclusive deal, they can jump between promoters and whoever's going to pay them the most, you know, like triple G and can, 
Canelo on, on the same, you know, under the same golden boy banner, but you know, they cross promote and that's how these like money fights occur, which if let's say UFC and Bellator were the kind of like, if it was in boxing realm of things and did those type of promotions together, you might see more like the money kind of pick up in that way because then it's, you know, less of a split, you know, and you're trying to focus on more of the fighters individually rather than as a promoter generally. Like, you know, the UFC is so top heavy. They're taking in most of the money to, de- you know, develop their own assets rather than the fighters themselves, you know? Yeah. And that's where I think their model is wrong and why so many people are frustrated with it. The fighters don't see any money from the TV deal, the amount of money that they're getting from their Reebok deals. um, Super shitty. I don't think it's fair um, that the UFC is not giving the fighters a cut of all that. Because if you look at all the other major league sports, they get a huge cut of the TV deal, which is a crazy amount of money and the um, UFC fighters see zero of their um, TV deal. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with like MMA and that's why a lot of them are talking about you know, like making a union doing different things, which that's the only way you're really going to make actual changes, but will that actually occur? Yeah. It's it's hard to say at this point, but it really takes everyone in that community to really band together and make it happen. But unfortunately, with a lot of how, because I doubt one championship or even Bellator wants to, you know, because like a lot of them are owned by giant corporations like Valcom owns Bellator, UFC's the big, you know, W-E. agency. Yeah, so I mean, it's just. They, they want to pay off their own things, you know, they want to take in like them. They want a, a return on their investment and all their investors, you know, it's like most of these things. It's just turning more about profit than compensation. Well, WME has that four billion dollars that they owe the Fertitas. So I understand that they want to pay off that debt. But Viacom, Bellator, I feel like they have like endless amounts of money. And I don't obviously we don't hear a lot of the Bellator guys complaining because they still have a lot of freedom. They are allowed to still have their own sponsors and their contracts seem to be better. They seem to get what they want. Like you mentioned Ryan Bader earlier. He doesn't have um, the typical contract in MMA where there's a show and win. He said, screw that. Just give me a flat fee and I'll give you the best fights I can give you which I think is a smart way. Like yeah. these fighters shouldn't have to um, fight to get an extra check. I feel like it would be better <laughs> if they just got their one lump sum and they were able to fight without that extra weight on their shoulders. Yeah, it's not like bare knuckle where if you suck, they then cut your pay in half or what? <laughs> I don't, I, there was like a lot of controversy with that. I don't think he actually got his pay cut because I think that was a le- like pretty sure that was a no, legal. No, I think he was just saying it to kind of like maybe because he was saying it. He's like, oh, like I think later he did say that he couldn't do it. He was just saying to kind of spark a flame under everyone else's butts, but definitely not the best way to represent yourself. Fuck bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> that shit sucks. Like I, I'm I sorry. Watch Polly versus the goat, bro. I know you want to see Polly and the oh, goat. 
I don't want to. There's, it's terrible. It's, it, it, I'm so glad we didn't pay for it. Um, somebody else did, but I'm not excited for it. I'll watch yeah. it just because I'm a fan of um, Polly. I don't really like um, God Artem, so. I want to see Artem get beat up because I don't even think Artem's that good to like. To no, be he's definitely not. But it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's like an inside joke where everyone like you know you get the worst student in the class and you just start like putting him like he's the best and he's like, I, "You guys really mean it?" And it's like, "Yeah, you're the best, dude." And he starts like strutting and being even more you know obnoxious at class, you know. It's crazy that people want to give him money to fight because he really sucks. Yeah, you should have got into it, Jamie. I am smart and realize that I don't have the time to curate my uh, um, my skills. When I was in the gym, you know, I, I tapped a couple of people. I rolled with some professional fighters that couldn't tap me. Um, don't want to give out any names because you know you got to give them the, that respect. But trust, yeah, you want to do me. the George Masvidal? You don't, you don't kiss and tell or what? I love George Masvidal, but he's gonna lose to Ben Askren. Hey man, you never know. A lot of people thought he was gonna lose to Till. Who? Who thought that? A lot of people. Yeah, because Masvidal is like people who don't know the, the the people who thought Masvidal was going to lose the till were the same people that thought Masvidal was going to lose the Cowboys to Roni. Um, so hey, it's definitely underrated, but it's the it's the redemption. Well, the rejuvenation. You can't strike with him. He's such a good boxer. But it, it, if you watch his fight with Damian Maya, Damian Maya manhandled him, and. Uh, I think it was Tyron Woodley who made that comparison saying that if Maya could take down Masvidal, Ben for sure could take down Masvidal and Ben is way better ground control than Maya. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's how that fight's going to go. He's look, look at the punches. um, Askren took from Robbie Lawler. I think Lawler (laughs) hits harder than Masvidal. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you think about, like, how they always say, like, MMA, like, science. Like, you think it's going to, you know, you look at paper and you're like, this is how this should end up. And then something totally crazy happens, you know? Yeah. Well, Ben's already talked about how um, they've trained and he already out-wrestled them. And since they've trained, I don't think Masvidal's wrestling (laughs) has surpassed Ben's. No, yeah, it's definitely... Not it's not something he wants to do, nor is he probably planning to do. I think he's trying to just take his head off. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about the actual UFC. Wait, hold on. Um, how you can't stop talking about Bellator when they they have um, Michael Chandler fighting Patricio Pitbull. Chandler, he had a, he made a mistake. He should have just went to the UFC he had that opportunity his contract was up but he decided to go back to Bellator he was talking all that trash about how he could be the best in the world it was his opportunity yeah he's probably staying with Bellator because Bellator is like hey you're the face of our company you've been around longer than all these other champions here's a big fat check stay here please 
Yeah, they love him, dude. Like, they always give him a title shot. <laughs> like, regardless of what happens. Like, like he'd probably lose two, two in a row, and they'd be like, hey, you want a title shot? And he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. So, who do you think, Chandler or Pitbull? Yeah, I, I got Chandler all day. Pitbull's pretty good, man. But well, obviously he's the champion, Nate. <laughs> well, they're both champs in some regards. So yeah, yeah, you could say they're both pretty top tier in Bellator. But uh, I don't know. I think um, I think Pitbull's gonna do it. I just think he's gonna because Chandler's not like indestructible, Nate. He's kind of been getting pieced up in some of his fights lately, especially, no. I mean, he lost to that one loser. He lost to Brett Primus, and that was like a freak thing that happened with his foot. And they rematched, right? No, they didn't rematch. He got stripped, right? Yeah, he got stripped. Um, but Brett Primus is good. He actually won over the weekend. He had that, um, was it the Gogo Plata or was it an Alma Plata? Yeah. I can't remember. Um but th- I think Chandler um, is just g- going to fight him like he fought his brother and just going to beat his ass. I like Chandler. I think this is the better of the Pitbull brothers, so I don't think it's going to happen. Um, how did uh, he get the featherweight title? Because um, he fought. I think they fought for like, you know, the vacant title. Yeah, because the champion, um, who is the champion? <laughs> see that you see, that's the thing. They don't really push their people. It's like you only know certain people from Bellator, really, because it's like I look at the undercard. I'm like, I've never even heard of these people. You know what I mean? And it's only when they actually push them to like <laughs> on the main card is when you actually start hearing more about them. They actually maybe do press of them but outside of that you don't really hear anything and i feel like they do pretty bad with that like they do a lot of good things and then they do a lot of bad things okay so he lost his title to daniel strauss which i remembered and then he won a fight lost to ben henderson and then he won the title back from Daniel Strauss and then he's defended it twice against two guys I've never even heard of yeah see it always kind of goes between like the same three people you know what I mean wait man that's crazy how Will Brooks was like the champ you know and he Whoa. defeated Michael what Chandler happened to that guy he had such a fall from grace when he came to the UFC I honestly thought he was going to be really good yeah he just got decimated like he didn't even have a chance like i don't know what happened but yeah he's yeah even alvarez you know was the champ he actually became the champ in ufc but then conor mcgregor just totally broke him that was crazy i'm not watching that live when he totally decimated alvarez mcgregor I was like, what the heck? I was like, this is like the most insane sequence I've been, you know, seen in a while. That blew my mind because Eddie Alvarez, he trained um, 
obviously in his camp in New Jersey and they his camp with Mark Henry they always said that Frankie Edgar was a guy to take out Connor and I figured that'd be like a really good matchup but Connor evaded Frankie the whole time at featherweight went up to lightweight and found his way to Eddie Alvarez and I'm like okay Eddie is like a kind of like a bigger version of Frankie but not as fast but same skill set and I, I honestly thought Eddie Alvarez was going to win. I picked him over Connor in that fight. But then when he just got destroyed, I was just so confused. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Like, Connor back then was like prime. You know what I mean? Like, whatever Alvarez was trying to do to him just didn't work. You know, they probably had the, a good game plan. You know, like they were probably going to wrestle with him and everything, but just whatever happened between an Alvarez head to McGregor, you know, just completely ruined everything he had going for him. That was crazy. That was a good fight. Yeah. And that's when Connor became the champ champ and then just disappeared from mixed martial arts. Yeah. Honestly, if he never took that Mayweather fight, it makes me wonder where he'd be like in the, you know, UFC. I feel like he'd probably be in the same position. He'd probably have a couple more wins, but run into Khabib again and probably lose because yeah. Khabib's wrestling is just so advanced. I think the only yeah. the only way to beat Khabib is to put him up against somebody with the same level on the ground so that he's forced to strike. And then he, he'll... Wait, hold I know where you're going. Let's hold off about that fight. Let's save it till we're done with the pay-per-view talk. Okay. But I know where you're going, and I'm excited to talk about that. But I feel like that's the only way to beat Khabib. Cancel out his um, wrestling and then make him strike with you. Yeah, that's pretty much why they say they did a 165 and he fought Askren. Like, Askren would probably win because just Askren's probably a better wrestler and bigger in general. Yeah, I feel like if they fought Askren has better wrestling, so he we would see Khabib get Khabib. Yeah, it'd be weird. And that's why I don't get why Dana White doesn't want to do that. (laughs) Because Dana White, because he hates Askren more. (laughs) He he doesn't want to see Askren come in and actually beat everybody's ass like he said he would. Can you imagine this former Bellator champion who they tried to send to the World Series of Fighting, and he said, fuck you guys, I'm going to Asia. And then everybody said, oh, he's just fighting cans in Asia. And then he comes back, and he passed their first test, made Robbie Lawler tap. <laughs> Almost passed the test, but yeah. No, he Dang. passed it. He passed yeah, it. Yeah, it was close, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, I, I thought he, I was like, oh, wow. They, I guess they were right, <laughs> you know, when I, he first got slammed and everything. I was like, oh, God. I was like, it's over already. <laughs> no, I I, I bet on Askren. A- Askren's too good. Yeah, honestly, I, I think if uh, Ra- like Lawler would have just went even harder on like just swinging on him on the ground, it probably would have, you know, like just kept punching him out. Well, but for whatever reason, I think it kind of just he broke broke away for a little bit, you know. Askren stayed busy. He, he didn't just lay down and get beat up, you know. 
Because yeah. during during the broadcast, um, I, I think it was Dominic Cruz who brought up that Astrian's been hurt like that before in a fight, and he came back and won the fight. So I wasn't worried. Maybe just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, all right, good old yeah. UFC. <sighs> what a weird, 37. what a weird organization. All right, honestly. I don't care about the early prelims. Can we just skip to the normal prelims? That's fine. There's even the early ones not. I mean, the prelims is kind of weak. They lost one of their fights too. Yeah, because um, some guy. Did they say why? Because I haven't really been keeping up during today. I, I watched like the official weigh-ins. He had kidney stones. Okay, and did they pull the Betch Cohea fight, or is it still on? Um, when I saw that in the morning, it said it was going on, but I don't see it anymore. So they might have pulled it. Can't believe she missed weight by six pounds. But okay, we'll we'll get there. All right, prelims. Once upon a time, you and I, we went to the forum in L.A. to watch John Jones defend his light heavyweight title, and on that card, B.J. Penn fought Ryan Hall. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll I'll never forget. I missed his walkout because I was in line at the concession stand buying a beverage. I'm not going to say the name of the beverage because um, I don't want to have to send them an invoice for um, them getting some love on the podcast. But anyways, the stupid cashier was like trying to do small talk, and I'm like in my head, like I wanted to be really rude, but that's not really my style. So I was just trying to be nice, but I really wanted her just to shut up so I can get back to my seat. But in her um, trying to provide her good customer service and trying to discuss stuff that didn't even matter, I missed BJ Penn's walkout. Yeah, terrible. And BJ Penn means quite a lot to you. He used to. I hate. <laughs> I hate that he's still fighting. Like when I think of BJ Penn, I I think about when he beat up Diego Sanchez, gave him that nasty cut. Um, him beating up Sean Shirk, uh, his fights with GSP. Um, even though he didn't really um, look too good in those ones. But I, I think of BJ Penn back in his heyday, not this um, sad BJ Penn who hasn't won a fight since I think, uh, if I'm, was it 2009, 2010, since he won his last fight? He's, I think he's on like a yeah. seven fight losing streak. Yeah. It's, it's, How is it's that possible? He's, he's almost going to match his wins at this point. Like, if he just keeps fighting, like, honestly. I think, I mean, but that's the thing. Even if they cut him, he's probably going to go fight somewhere else because that's the thing. Someone like place like Bellator or whatever, they don't really care. They just see the name recognition and they'll throw people in there even though they have no business fighting anymore. You know, I think they do care because Scott Coker is a very smart man. I think he's just using them um because he knows that they'll get viewership so he can put shine on their actual homegrown fighters. So it's, I think it's all part of this weird scheme, but Scott Coker's a good guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but BJ Penn, he got submitted for his first time when we saw him fight that night. And yeah, well, he got submitted by someone who's strictly does submissions. Like, well, all the time. No, so I mean, it's BJ Penn 
black belt he um got his black belt in like a record like three years or something crazy so bj penn's not some like new jack on the ground yeah, but that was like then bj penn this is now bj penn and the guy he fought is could like probably one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the ufc <laughs> i don't know i i think bj penn i don't think it's because I don't know. He's just to stop fighting. I'm so frustrated. I hope <laughs> Clay see, Guida is probably going to beat him. I, I just don't see. I just see because even though Clay Guida is kind of washed up too, he still has more of a. I feel like a drive and a motivation to him. You know, I, I don't really like BJ Penn's. Like, I don't know what he's fighting for. Like, I know he maybe wants to prove something to himself, but I don't really think the passion's that far in. <laughs> you know. Well, did you see uh, the stuff that BJ Penn, uh, that um, his girlfriend, like, allegedly uh, was charging him with? Yeah. And then the same with uh, him threatening a farmer with a machete. He's not he's not in the best fight, like financial place, nor is he in the best Wait, you know, legal. It, it, as well. Is he broke or something? No, it's it's just uh, his, you know, you got a girlfriend with two kids and she's trying to (laughs) file, you know, divorce or, you know, like, I don't know. I think they're married, to be honest. But, you know, whatever, you take custody of the kids and have to start paying, you know, (laughs) child support and different things. I mean, it's depending on how much he actually saved and done. I don't really think he's going to be in a very good place very quickly. You know what I mean? Have you seen what she looks like? No, I haven't. Dude, that's all I'm going to say. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Maybe, Um, maybe that's why. What do you mean? Yeah. Sometimes people, uh, she said some pretty crazy things that he tried to get her to do. And this is all like alleged, so we don't know if it's actually true or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes people are a little like you. After you get punched in the head so many times, you kind of are a little crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and people are into really weird and out there things. So, yeah, I'm not gonna judge you if you want other guys to fuck your girlfriend. That's your guys' business. No judgment here. You'd take a, you'd be like, it's okay, BJ. I'm willing to do that. No, that's weird. If, if BJ Penn asked me to have sex with his girlfriend and I agreed, I would be thinking about BJ Penn while I was fucking his girlfriend. It'd be really weird. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so so that's a no. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, like I said, I'm not judging, but I'm not into that. I like my, that kind of stuff is very private to me and I would not partake in having sex with another man's girlfriend. It's not my style. Yeah. That'd probably be a little odd. Yeah. What what would you do? BJ Penn approaches you. Hey, Nate, I need you to fuck my girlfriend. Well, are you going to be present? (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be in the room jacking off in the corner. (laughs) Then no. (laughs) (laughs) 
if it was just like the fucking movie set and nobody was there, sure. All right, that's fine. That's crazy. So he can't be present for nah, you nah. to do it. What, yeah, I'm a, I'd be okay with that. What if he was in the closet, like you couldn't see him? Um. Uh, well, that I guess I wouldn't know. As long as he didn't come in and like whisper in my ear that he wants next, then I'm all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So you're picking Clay Guida. Yeah. Okay. Same here. We both got Clay. Um. Next fight. Got, Clay got his girlfriend too. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I think isn't Clay Guida married or am I? Yeah, he's, he's probably he's probably a good guy. He probably has a family. I, I, for some reason, I remember seeing him like living in like a van or something. Like he like would travel. <laughs> he probably does. Yeah, I mean, he was good friends with like uh, Cerrone for a while too. And like you look at the kind of lifestyle Cerrone does, you know, they're always out adventuring and doing things. So Cerrone is a sure. dad. And he's still climbing mountains and shit. See his like Instagram posts. No, should I follow him? No, I don't follow him. <laughs> no. That's, um, just seeing stuff with it. Okay, let's let's just um, talk about uh, real quick. Lil Nog, he's back in action, which is weird because I feel like he hasn't fought in forever. Yeah. You know, they actually, the last time one of the Nogera, uh, Nogera brothers fought, they did pretty well. I was kind of pleasantly surprised. See, I think they won the last one. So, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's the thing. They're really good. As long as he's not trying to strike and he actually goes to, like, his strengths, like jiu-jitsu and, you know, taking someone down, I think, I think he has a pretty decent chance. I don't know anything about his opponent, Ryan. Ryan <laughs> Neither Spann. do I. But I feel like in Brazil, you get like a little extra oomph and it's not like something, you know, <laughs> illegal, you know, it's just something like this, that new, that uh, extra motivation that's just not there. Like if you're anywhere else, you know, and, and I feel like that's going to be like the pressure because Ryan, I doubt's ever fought against because this is like pretty much like the prelim headliner. And so there's a little more focal point on it. And yeah. I don't know, like if you've never, if you're not used to being under those bright lights, especially for someone who's highly regarded in that community, it, it's gonna be pretty overwhelming. Okay, so I'm looking at his record. He he uh, was the LFA champion before this fight. Okay, so he's pretty good transitional fight. So I mean, it either makes or breaks him in a UFC. No, I lied. I'm sorry. He was the LFA champ, and then he, he's had one fight in the UFC that he won uh, against Luis Henrique. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, well, guess we'll see. Well, when they're chanting, you're going to die, I hope Ryan Spann can handle that. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has the youthful side advantage to him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, just in that regards alone, he should be able to come out on top. But, you know, sometimes skill and pressure can really change somebody, you know? Well, I got a little nog. I'm rocking. Yeah. Rocking with the Brazilians on that one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to win, too. 
All right, so moving on to the main card. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Bech Koheo fight. Which just is, because you feel disrespected. No, I just never was never really a fan of her. But I do want to talk about yeah. Tiago Alves. He's fighting. Uh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a shot at it? Because I'm going to butcher it. Lariano, I think. Staropoli. Staropoli, yeah. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, this guy's on like a six fight win streak. Which yeah, is, I mean, it's not like you know he's a he's an up and comer. It's pretty much like the passing the guard type of fight where it's like, is Thiago Alves on his way out? You know, no. And is this guy's taking his place in the UFC or what? You know, that's pretty much like what this fight is. He didn't look too bad against uh, Max Griffin in his last fight, but before that, he was on a two fight losing streak. Yeah, I mean. He's been in the fight game for a long time. He has like, you know, 23-13. I mean, that's a lot of fights and a lot of damage to take, especially, you know, you got to consider when you're taking losses, you're on the short end of the stick in those regards, so you're taking a lot more damage. And so 13 fights of getting your ass kicked, eh, not always the best for you. Yeah, his first fight in the UFC was in 2005. Man, that's a long time, dude. That's 14 years. Dude, I was still in high school. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's not like he can't do it. And, you know, that's the thing. Being in that environment, being used to it, being, you know, it's going to be his, like, you know, Brazil, where he's from. It's it, There's a lot of factors that benefit him where, you know, there's that extra motivation, like I was saying earlier. I, I could see Thiago. I mean, he's not, like, He's a pretty well-rounded guy. Like he's won in many different ways, and I could see him, like you know, lasting the three fights, like a three-round fight. Yeah, I'll never get over his knockout over Matt Hughes. It was amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really know enough about his opponent. You know, he's got a good record going in. He has a lot of momentum, but he's also going against a veteran. So it's one of those things. It's like it's either he overcomes and progresses, you know, as a young fighter or he buckles under pressure. But I don't know. I kind of feel like Tiago has this. Same here. I'm rocking with Tiago. So now a epic fight in featherweight. I don't know. It's going to be epic. If, if I had to make a prediction, I want to say, Alexander Volkanovsky is going to beat up Jose Aldo. He's definitely really, really good fighter, like up and comer. I think he kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 really been a name for himself. You know? Yeah. I mean, well now he's established, but he he did kind of come out of left field. Like he's one of those people you'd see on the card and be like, Oh, he's got a pretty good record. He's doing pretty well, but you didn't really think too much about it, but it's just his fight against Chad Mendes, I think really projected him up, you know, where people finally took a big focal point. I mean, and look where it got him. He's fighting the King of Brazil. Well, I think his decision went over Darren Elkins was pretty impressive. And when he beat Chad Mendes, that was like a big statement because Chad Mendes was 
you know, coming back from his suspension, um, still highly ranked and he just got beat up. Like I, I can't remember the last time I saw Chad Mendes kind of just like crumble like that. I, th- I think it was when he fought McGregor. Yeah. Like it was pretty much the same sequence, how he kind of just falls down on his knees and just kind of like covers himself up, you know? It was pretty surprising to see if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't know, man, but look at how well Aldo did in his last fight. You know, I, I kind of was, you could kind of count out Jose, but then he just came back like really well, like extremely well. Like, and he still does pretty uh, impressively against some of the top tier people. I don't know. Cause okay. He was on his two fight skid against Holloway came back beat jeremy stevens which is like okay that's like a decent win jeremy stevens i feel like is like a middle tier fighter and hinato moikanyo i feel like he was rising in the ranks his fight against aldo was the one fight that was going to push him over the edge into like that next um echelon of fighters but i just don't think his past two wins have been that impressive if you really think about it because no man renato put some work on you know what and he, i mean look what he did the cub you know yeah but that's already like worn down old cub is you know sad as it is like i love cub swanson but when he fought moikanyo like he was already on this downturn yeah i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna go i think jose is gonna take it i honestly do I think I think Alexander is a great fighter. I think he has a lot of skills to him, but I don't think Aldo is out yet. And I think he has something to prove. I think there's a hunger in him that I think is we are raking. Like, you know, I think he's building that confidence again. And a lot of it, you know, I think he's going to turn out on top personally. I think Volkanovski TKOs Aldo round one. I don't know about that. Make your call. I think it's going to be Jose Aldo decision. Okay. Okay. Um, we got to do some sort of bet on that. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> to co-main event, we got Jared Cannonier fighting Anderson the Spider Silva. Got that XL, XL, XL cup. Kill a gorilla. What do you think? Honestly, I think that guy's gonna knock Silva out because he's oh, just gonna man. bum rush him. Oh man, you think he's he's gonna do him just like he did David Branch? Yeah, honestly, because Branch is really good. Like I think Branch was, was still can turn out to be a really like you know high tier fighter in the UFC. It's just it just shows you that no matter what, if you you got someone who's really powerful that's really going to push the pressure on you. He's going to, because that's what I felt like even with style bender, I feel like he could have took out Silva easily, but he just lingered too long. And it wasn't till like, even like style benders, one of those people that he has to be pushed to really engage like that because it wasn't until Gaslam really started piecing him up is when he was like, okay, you know, like I need to bring it back even more. And I, I just see Killer Gorilla just fucking rummaging through, just completely decimating Silva because I don't see him 
taking any regard to because Silva's not as fast as he was and he still tries to roll the punches but you get someone who's just you know going to feel like a flurry on you and has no regards of what you're doing I think he's just gonna catch him I don't think it's this you know Silva you know kudos on him for wanting to continue but I don't I think he should have just called it quits when he did when did he call it quits well, you know, like should have called it quits when he broke his leg. <laughs> no, against Weidman. Yeah. No, he, he should have called it quits after he tested positive. Yeah. For his dick pills. <laughs> yeah, fucking the ones he shared with Jones. <laughs> Such bullshit, man. Yeah, that's it's pretty bad. I don't yeah. know, but that's the thing. It's he's still going along, still chugging along, but I just think. I, it's not like even that if Jared was fighting anyone else, like I would, I may lean towards someone else, but I just really don't think Silva does as well as he can or used to, you know, like there's just not that drive anymore. Like he, he likes fighting, but it seems more as a side, you know, thing he does for fun rather than really passion of, you know, trying to be the best in the world. Spending too much time with Steven Seagal. Yeah, that's definitely true. If you look at Anderson Silva's record, arguably he could be on a six-fight losing streak because his only win has came across Derek Brunson. And I remember watching that fight, and I thought Brunson won, but they gave the nod to Silva, which I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of whack. But if you look, before that, he lost to Cormier, lost to Bisbing, overturned with the Nick Diaz fight, and then it's his two losses against Weidman. And his most recent loss is against Israel. So he could be, looking at it, I swear he lost to Brunson, could be going into this fight on a six-fight losing streak, which would be right behind BJ Penn's seven-fight losing streak. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes it's just your time, you know, like the call, like hang it up. So that's why I think he just is beyond, you know, being at top tier. You probably do a lot better, you know, maybe fight. I mean, I guess like Jared would be like kind of in the tier that he should be fighting in, but I just don't see him as graceful and as, dominant as he was he's never going to be that again and so it's like why take more damage why not just enjoy the money you have and really just spend time with your family if silva wins tomorrow do you think he retires no he said he was in a fight more because he still has fights on his contract so that's why i think if he loses he might call it quits especially if he loses brutally which is why I'm kind of leaning towards the brutal knockout because I think that's what should happen. Like, I think he needs to, his family needs to have an intervention, put up the banner and be like, this is it. <laughs> we can't, we can't take that anymore. You're in the double digits and losses. It's time to call it a good, it's, it's time to call it an end. <laughs> it's kind of sad. So who do you got? You going for Silva? Hell no. Yeah, I'm going to pick a fighter on a six-fight losing streak. It's good odds. Speaking of odds, what about the main? 
Okay, you you want to jump into the main the main fight, the headliner. You're talking about Thug Rose, the under the. <laughs> she's not. She's not even the. She's not even considered the win. Like they think uh, Jessica's gonna win. That's the That's favorite. Fine. That's fine. They thought Joanna uh, and Jacek was the favorite, and look what she did to her twice. Yeah, Rose is always underestimated, and I I wonder why that is. You know, because she's had like pretty dominant performances. Well, it, it's because of her fights in the reality show. Yeah. And, well, and then she, she I don't think out. people really consider like imagine being in that environment, especially because you could tell she's very introverted. You can tell like even with what happened with the whole Conor McGregor bus attack, it you know those type of things deeply affect her. And I think really getting you know spending time with people and doing it, I think it kind of alters you. And I, I can see why it kind of makes you uncomfortable or not really be on your A game. And I don't think people really consider that. Well, she did have that one stumble against uh, Carolina. Yeah. Well, Carolina's no, you know, loser. Like, she's pretty good. She's done very well. But she's definitely kind of fallen off a little bit, too. Yeah. That's why it was like a weird stumble. I don't know. Sometimes, I guess, you don't really know. Maybe the drive, the motivation behind you. In that day, I mean, you never know. Any given day, you could be the best in the world, and the next day, you could just have something that's just not clicking right. You know, that's the thing. No one's unbeatable. No one's perfect. So, I think John Jones begs to differ. (laughs) He's he's lost, but he's never been beaten. Yeah, but uh, he's beaten himself. That's for sure. Man, he's just done a little coke. Hit a pregnant lady. <laughs> Shit happens. He's young. Done some dick pills too. They got from yeah. Silva. He just wanted a raging rock hard boner. Yeah, because BJ Penn was calling him over. <laughs> that's uh, that's weird. But honestly, <laughs> uh, the two wins over Yoana and Jacek were really impressive by Rose, and she's definitely in an, an upward descent like she's like doing very well well look, look at her record okay in the ufc since like after the the tough house i have a record pulled up she's only had one loss and that was against carolina but she beat angela hill Paige van zandt tisha torres michelle watterson and Joanna and jacek twice and and one of those fights she stopped her in the first round something that's never been done yeah Especially considering that Jessica has fought most of the same people. Yeah. She has um, a loss against Ioana and Jacek. She lost the decision, which is fine. I feel like Rose can do what Ioana did to Jessica, but better, if I'm being honest. I guess it really comes down to (laughs) just if... Jessica can connect like with a footwork of Rose if she can really, you know, kind of keep her distance and pick apart because, you know, she's a taller, you know, lankier fighter and really push the envelope in terms of like keeping distance and really 
nullifying that power. But if, you know, Jessica closes the distance and kind of pegs her a few times, I, it's kind of, he's just like anything, you know, there's only so much hits. I mean, she is naturally really strong because, I mean, just look at like Carolina, you know? Well, you got to remember, she did come down from 135. And that's what I'm saying. She's a big, you know, she's really big for the, like, you know, even though she's short, she's built. And well, that's she's not, only she's only had one knockout slash TKO, and that was against Carolina. All her other fights have been decision, and she's had one sub over uh, Calderwood. Uh, she knocked out uh, Pena too. Yeah, but that was in one thirty-five, not one fifteen. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. But, but no, but I'm saying she, she came down to one fifteen. I think she loses a little bit of power out of all her fights. She's only had one. Yeah. And look at and it could be she fought like a, she fought Angela Hill who, who's you know taller more rangy couldn't knock her out yeah same same style you want again Jacek she's gonna f- fight her on the outside kind of counter couldn't knock her out she fought Claudia Gadelia who's willing to trade and couldn't knock her out I'm the same man sometimes you. MMA science just don't make add up sometimes. You really think Trevor Whitman is gonna let Rose get knocked out by Jessica Andrade? Well, he's not gonna step in and separate them, so yeah, it could happen. A girl who couldn't get it done at 135, who tried to drop down, she had to cut the weight to try to be a bully and fight the smaller girls and still couldn't get it done. You really think that's oh. gonna be the next wave? You never know. No, but, uh, I, don't, no, I think I, I don't I think see Rose losing to this. Win. The only fight that I see Rose right now having a real challenge with is going to be the winner of that Tatiana Suarez and Nina Antaroff fight. Yeah, that's where are, the real problems are going to be. Not Jessica Andrade, who's going to go in there and try to bully her. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Rose is Rose is going to keep, yeah, it, I, keep I, the I, distance. I honestly, I kind of want Jessica to win just so I could look at you. As it's happening, and you'll just be like, just that look on your face, you're going to be so freaking devastated. I'm not going to be devastated. It's not going to happen. There's no way. <laughs> we'll see, man. I, I mean, I, I never count anyone out, but yeah, I think Rose is going to win. It's I'm just, not, not counting Jessica out because everybody has a, like a chance, but Rose is too skilled to fall for that stupid game. speechless no so going for good old rose yeah rose she's gonna defend that belt again and prove to the world that you don't need to talk crap to sell a fight it's all about pure skill (laughs) yeah it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be a good fight i can't wait to but the main card like overall, the card's not the the strongest, you know, but there's some pretty good matchups, like enough where I don't know. I feel like it could have probably been like an ESPN card, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like this was catered for the Brazilian audience. Yeah, which you know, you could have just did on ESPN because I don't feel like it's really gonna like I don't know. I don't think they even do pay per views in 
<laughs> Brazil. I think they put it on their actual like TV. So that's, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I think it's like you know, because even like in the UK and all that, they don't really do pay per view. They, you know, use it like on Sky, you know, the sports channel or BT Sports. Like it's usually on those type of things. So yeah, and even when they do pay per views, I forgot what I um I was listening to, but somebody was talking about how like when Anthony uh when Anthony Joshua fights, his pay per views are only like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's just in America, everything's like gouged. And that's the thing. I feel like you'd probably get more people to buy some of this stuff if it wasn't so expensive. And that's what, like, the whole thing with ESPN, like, they shaved five bucks off of it, but it's still, you know, <laughs> for 60 bucks. Well, it's better than that flow wrestling. I was trying to watch Ben Askren wrestle against. Um, Jordan Burroughs and mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a flow wrestling um, or fro, uh, flow grappling account or whatever the hell it was called but to sign up you have to pay like the 150 for the whole year up front wow yeah they know <laughs> yeah and I'm like there's no way I'm gonna pay 150 just to watch a Ben Askren wrestle I was like I'll just wait for the results on Twitter there's no way I'm gonna drop that yeah so, I mean it showed most of it on Twitter anyway and that's yeah. the thing that that's for charity so it's like why would you have it behind a paywall especially if it's not going to go towards the charity anyway yeah it's bullshit I, they could have got a lot more people to witness it if they didn't do that you know people don't really think about that kind of stuff did you watch the pfl no i i didn't watch it unfortunately okay i didn't even know what happened to it. i saw you tweet about it and you're like i'm glad i can watch it on espn plus and i was like that's on espn plus <laughs> yeah um for season two they signed a deal so the prelims are gonna be on espn plus and then the main card um is gonna be on like espn two that's so weird it's awesome because i like that um structure i i think it's cool that fighters are able to go in and fight their way to the belt like it's a um real sport quote unquote like oh i just meant that was weird that it's on like espn as well like considering like ufc and all that yeah well you you gotta look at um who owns uh pfl it's the same people who uh are from world series of fighting and they always had close ties with ufc yeah they like the trade off people or like, you know, have each other, you know, people go down to work, you know, they got to like build themselves up. So you should definitely check it out because it's cool because um, even though you might not be familiar with certain fighters, if you pay attention for the whole season, like when it gets to the end, it, it's a cool payoff to see who's actually there. Because every yeah. fight, um, they're fighting for something because they get points, you know, for winning fights and certain rounds and by like decision, submission, knockout and all that. I, I think it's a pretty cool system. Yeah, you got to like do something to keep yourself different and like stand out. Like I know they were doing like the million dollar, you know, prize for the tournaments and all that, too. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty good opportunity considering like the outcome for some of those people that probably, you know, if they went to any other organization, wouldn't make a million, even like a, probably the whole career, you know? Yeah. And they're doing a women's one fifty five tournament. Okay. You should check it out. It's pretty cool. 
yeah, check it out. See how it is. I always like MMA. It's just more, I don't know, like a lot of things, it's like it's a big sport, but it, it so goes under the radar. You know what I mean? Like it's not as publicized as it should, which that's one thing I with ESPN kind of taking a big step forward with this content. I hope it really does start the drive home for more people to watch it. I find that more people are fans and it kind of catches me off guard because I, I still am in the mindset of it being like our little like niche sport that people don't really know about. So yeah. w- when I talk to people um, who I wouldn't think um, would be a fan of the sport and it turns out they are, it's pretty cool because I get like super excited and, and um, just want to talk people's ears off about MMA. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's always because you know you never like everyone always going to have their favorites or the people that they like or dislike and so you know it's like anything it's it's fun to trade off what you feel and what you you know the other person you know pick their brain about it because sometimes you kind of see things about certain fighters that you maybe didn't think about or maybe didn't never noticed and you know that's cool i mean <laughs> i don't really watch other sports so i mean i take any opportunity to talk about it if i can I watch a couple other sports, but nothing gets me as excited as MMA. Yeah, no, I, I, I try to take me to a baseball game. I'm just going to get the bat and swing at you. I think I'll only watch baseball if it's live because being in the stadium is cool. But if I'm sitting at home watching these guys swing a wooden bat at some stupid little ball, it's not exciting. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. It's just kind of like, eh. I think commercials really kill it for me, too. There's so many commercials in actual, like, you know, televised sports like NBA, football, MLB. This year, if you ever pay attention to how much ads you're actually watching, it's insane. Like, if you ever record one, like, this, it's probably more ads than you actually see in real, like, gameplay for some of them. It's crazy. I can't believe you know, can't believe people still watch like network television, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just how it is. I mean, it's not fully like people haven't fully embraced. You know what? Honestly, I hate streaming ads because they always show you the same damn three ads. Like it almost gets me to the point where it's like, ah, at least when I watch TV, they'll show me different shit sometimes, you know? But I feel like with the streaming ones, it'll show you like the same one like five times in a row. And I'm just like, oh, my God, why? I don't know. But uh, so you finally you finally willing to talk about that one fight that you want. You hushed me on. Yes. Um, I OK. So you're, you're talking about the Tony Ferguson Cowboy Cerrone fight, right? Yeah. I don't think it's a good move for Cerrone to turn around so fast. He's like, always been like that, though. Yeah, and it, but it hasn't always paid off. Because I, I think the last time he had such a quick turnaround, he lost. Um, going to pull it up so we can fact check this. Uh, but th- there's no point. Why did he call out Connor? And why did he want to accept this fight with Tony Ferguson? Well, I mean, maybe it's just the same thing. Connor's not even ready. So Donald thinks he can step up and fight the real lightweight champion. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's the thing. Cerrone's never shied away from a fight. Okay. Here it so, is. I mean, so UFC 206 took place on December 10th, 2016. He fought Matt Brown, knocked him out with a head kick. And then not even a month later, January 28th, 2017, he fought on the UFC on Fox Shevchenko versus Pena. And that's when he lost to Jorge Masvidal by TKO. So this is almost the same turnaround. Wasn't yeah. a good look last time. I don't think it's going to be. I a good don't know, look. but Ferguson's kind of been in a really bad position himself too. I mean, look at all the do you do you situations remember, he's been a part of. You know. Do you remember when he tore his knee open and then he came back and beat up Anthony Pettis? Oh yeah, but I mean Pettis is a lot smaller than him too. No, they're the same weight class. What are you talking about? Yeah, the same weight class, but Ferguson's a really big guy, and then that was like Pettis no. went to forty-five. That was like uh, before that fight too. No, Pettis was way back from then because Pettis beat um, the guy who got tapped by Kevin Lee Kiesa. He, he subbed Kiesa. Yeah, Thank you, I don't man. know, man. Your memory's a little I, foggy. It, it, I mean, that was a physical issue but i mean a mental issue is a whole different ball game man yeah all, all he wants to do is fight and honestly i don't even think it's fair to speak on his mental because his wife w- wanted a restraining order but didn't want one at the same time um yeah he was out for a little bit but the fact that he's able to you know clear his head or whatever he did and now he's back i don't think usc would have cleared him if he wasn't in the right mental state yeah, but I mean, he's also one of the biggest fighters they have. So, I mean, even though that, you know, they wouldn't want to push him that way, it's still, you know, not someone you want to sit out for too long. I think Serrano's going to lose. Serrano's going to get beat up. You know, I, I just think Ferguson is the better fighter in general. He's the best lightweight. He beats everybody. I don't know about everybody. Everybody. Who's better than Tony? I don't know, man. It's a lot of a lot of possibilities out there, but as of right now, I mean, look, I mean, even Lando almost knocked him out. I mean, sometimes he gets in these, like he kind of goes a little too reckless. Tony I mean, didn't take him serious because it was like a last minute replacement. And yeah, then, but I mean, yeah, that's he, the thing. He, but it shows that he was able to get, you know, stunned. And well, yeah, you know, so you got someone that actually come, like makes a good game plan, actually breaks his rhythm, and actually kind of starts breaking him down. I, I can see it happening. Tony is such a smart fighter. He's going to do what. Pettis did. He's gonna go for Cerrone's body where he's weak, and he's he's gonna. I think Tony finishes him in round two, TKO. Yeah, honestly, I I would see Ferguson actually KOing Cerrone because Cerrone is not like. 
someone who, you know, once he's pressured and kind of gets broken down, he, he does like break out. It's only yeah, like just, a month. He has no time to train properly for Ferguson. Who knows if he's going to be fully healed after his last fight because he went to war with Iaquinta. I just don't think it's a good move. Yeah, he definitely was a pretty crazy fight to just, you know, you, you feel like you got to recover. You got to give your body. Yeah, some time to heal. Because if he, you're going to go in there less than a month from your last fight, which was such a crazy war, most camps typically are like six to eight weeks and you're going to have less time than that to train for a guy who is arguably the best lightweight. I think the only person who would give him a challenge is Khabib because we haven't seen that fight, but everybody that Tony has fought he's destroyed. Yeah. He had that decision loss against Michael Johnson, which was really early on in his UFC career, but he avenged that. So I just don't think it's a good look. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I understand why he took it. It's a really good opportunity. And, I mean, Cerrone's been, has like a whole different motivation to him. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something inside him that he knows that he has that maybe he doesn't think Ferguson understands or can comprehend, you know? I mean, there has to be more of a logic to it because I know he was willing to fight McGregor this quick, quickly as well. So... Well, it's one of those things. See how it plays out. He's See if get, it even gets announced, too, you know? Maybe it might not be that quick. He's getting knocked out. <laughs> Possible. Or maybe submitted, if anything, because he might stun him and then go for a submission, take his back. Like, it's going to be a cool fight. Love both those fighters, but I just wish it wasn't happening under these circumstances. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to really signify who's going to be the next title challenger, you know, after Poirier and Khabib uh, unify the belts. If that happens, you know, you never know with (laughs) the UFC nowadays. Yeah, nothing's guaranteed. But yeah, man, it's looking good for the MMA world. and I'm looking forward to the fights. Is there any other fights that we should talk about? Mm, I mean, I feel like most of them kind of seem a little oh. in the distance. Okay. One more fight. Sorry. Okay. August 17th, UFC 240, if I remember that correctly, right? 240, Stipe Cormier 2. Oh, yeah. It's 241. So oh. they skipped 40. I think 40s who they're, I think they wanted like probably, I think that's what they wanted to do for the placeholder for like McGregor. But I don't know if that's going to come because that'd be a July or early August card. Okay. So 241 in Anaheim, it was announced that Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa is going down. Yeah. Hopefully that actually comes to fruition. 
dude that fight is gonna be so insane yeah you see stylebender talking shit about romero like how he's saying like that fool's like <laughs> washed up fucking good i was just like dude i'm like romero honestly is probably one of the scariest fighters on the roster like regardless of like Whitaker, you know winning the matches even though the second one's like kind of a little you know give or take he, you know he still decisively beat him in the first one but that that guy just gets better each time he comes out like and he destroys people like the most ruthless knockouts ones that like you nobody wants to get hit with but at the same time, you got to realize that time isn't on his side. So he's getting older and he's eventually going to fade. Yeah. I mean, haven't seen it yet because, I mean, he would have thought after the damage he took in the first Whitaker fight, he thought you would think he'd it'd be in, it'd be different in the second one. But it looked like he, he came out stronger in the second one, which I think is insane. But hasn't he been out because of injury? Yeah, but I mean, how, there's a lot of people that are younger than him who've been out on injuries too, you know. Yeah, but he's older, and he's coming off of um, the loss to the champ. I don't think he could beat Israel at, at this point. Maybe if he was younger. You don't think? Yeah, I mean, it's even he if do? he gets to that. Is he gonna chat. is he gonna outstrike Israel? <laughs> No. Is know, gonna... Might pressure him. Might, you know, use his wrestling. That's one thing. He does have a pretty high advantage on his wrestling. Because, I mean, he's a, definitely a lot stronger, faster than Gaslam, in my opinion. I don't think his wrestling is going to be a factor. Because we've seen him fight Brunson, Kelvin, He's able to negate the wrestling for the most part. And he's only getting better because you got to realize this is his first year in the UFC. And the fact that he's accomplished what he has, I think kind of shows like how great he really is. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a pretty stacked division. I mean, and Costa, you know what I mean? I think Costas is mad because uh, Yoel tried to um, put him on blast saying that he got busted by USADA for um, steroids. Yeah. But uh, it was just the IV that he was using, which is kind of weird because it's not like, you know, it's just because of what like people use IVs or, you know, in unison with friggin' TJ Dillashaw. Blood yeah. doping. Yeah, man. It's, it's kind of like shows you just how shitty and desperate people are willing to go just to stay on top. Yeah. And he got busted for his EPO, couldn't even last a round with Henry Cejudo. So, was it really worth it? No, I mean, it's never really worth it because it's always going to be your own determination and your own motivation that's going to outweigh anything that you do, you know, because you could be on steroids, but if you don't got the right things behind you, it doesn't matter, you know? It, there, there's so many more factors than just strength alone. 
Because, I mean, you see some of the strongest people fight some of the, like, sometimes people that are way smaller than them and still get manhandled. Yeah, like a couple examples. Vitor Belfort on steroids. Amazing fighter. Vitor Belfort, not on steroids. Not so great. And then you look at somebody like Brock Lesnar. For sure he's on steroids. And he was dominant for a little bit. Then he ran into Cain Velasquez, somebody who wasn't on steroids, who just had better skills. And he just got wrecked. So steroids isn't the end all be all. You have to have some skill behind it. Yeah. It's definitely not like going to make you invincible, but it does have its, you know, advantages unfortunately it does but it's not going to make you a better fighter it's just going to give you a single advantage and it you know sometimes that's all you need and sometimes it's not sometimes it's a lot more so two years from now when tj dillshaw is off of his suspension do you think he'll still be relevant no two years is a long time i mean Chad Mendes, you know, was still relevant, but it wasn't like I don't think it hit as hard as what TJ was doing. And I feel like he really I mean, even though he's been pretty open and pretty admitting to what he was a part of, it's just the degree of doping it was is a lot more severe. Yeah, because Chad Mendes um, used some cream and didn't read the label. TJ Dillshaw was blood doping, which is like not your average entry level PED. This is like, from my understanding, it's like a black belt level of PED. Well, yeah, that's what the cyclist, you know, Armstrong was using. That, that was like the same type of things he was doing. And then look at, you know, and look what he was able to accomplish. He was able to tour to France bitch yeah well all that shit got revoked imagine like when you're working on his website when all that shit broke out because he had like the armstrong.com you'd be like well shit i lost my job we've seen all this (laughs) shit play out yeah it's pretty wild yeah man sucks but fuck man people just are gonna do shitty things to get ahead that's just the rule of thumb for some of these assholes all right. Well, is there anything else um, you want to say before we wrap this up, Nate? No, uh, just next time we talk, I just want you to know that we ate somewhere nice because I know you're having a hard time last time going to all these, these B places. You can't take me to IHOP. Ladies barely making it through the restaurant, our server. She serves me the wrong burger. The potatoes burnt. I asked for no sauce and there's sauce on my burger. Uh, so I was like, okay, I work hard for my money. So for me to spend it in your restaurant and all I asked was for no sauce, I got the sauce. That was really annoying. And then we go to, um, but I don't even want to name the local restaurant. I can say IHOP because that's a chain. It's not really going to affect their business, but there's this other local spot that we went to. They served 
Mexican food and the food was okay. Like nothing bad to say about the food, just um, their soda machine tasted a little old. And when I go out to eat with my friends and I spend my hard earned money, I want to, I want to love my food. I want to be ecstatic about it. I I, want to think about it before I go to bed. You want to feel fulfilled. I get it. So, yeah. So when we link up, Nay and I are linking up tomorrow to watch the fights and we're going to eat it. At some point in the day, all I ask is just to go to a good spot to eat. You'll get it, man. We'll talk about it. How your life changed that day. All right. Nate, where can people find you? Um, in the dark alleyway behind their work. Okay. When you guys get off work, Nate will be in the dark alleyway. Uh, check the show notes. I'll link his Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, I guess this is it, Nate. This has been, this has been another great episode. This is number three for the, uh, JOP MMA show. Thank you guys for listening and war Nama Eunice. Later.